Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so we, we've already exposed you taking a vacation. Sure. <laughs> You're just like, I'm not playing along. That's my, that's my game. You, you know, in the rule in improv is you never say no. You say yes. And. Okay. That's you so? didn't even, <laughs> it's not okay. So it's yes. And <laughs> okay. So that's Michelle. That's Michelle's uh, school of improv comedy. Yeah. yeah I mean, so. Yeah. Yes. So, and. <laughs> and now you're doing it out of bitterness, which is even funnier. Um, uh, I, I struggle with things to talk about because I am a nons. Mm-hmm. So I have not, I have no life. Um, so. I'm going to put the reins of the show in your hands. No, I don't know what to do. No, no, no. Michelle, this is the 20, this is the no. 24th episode we've done. I we've done this. I don't think so. Six, six no. months straight. No, we haven't. What are you talking about? We have. This is no. 24 episodes. That's six months. I had Alexa do the math for me. But, but so. that's not true. How is it not true? I don't know. You're just wrong. <laughs> it says right here that we're doing episode 24. I don't think it's been that many episodes. Why are people still listening? <laughs> Do you really not think we've had that many episodes? I have no idea. I don't know. Okay. It does feel like it's been a long time. But <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that means that if somebody wanted, they could spend a half a year listening to us every week. And some have Why? spent a half a year listening to us every single week. So my point is... Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> at the beginning of most episodes, I pretty much know at least some of where I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. And I never tell you. Yeah. Um, but uh, I am just so quarantine riddled and I have no life and no life experiences anymore. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand the reins to you. All you have to do is make it entertaining and lead the conversation for 40-ish minutes. I, I and I already, I already killed almost three minutes of it, so you really don't have to do it for 37 minutes. It's really a very good value. Oh, my God. But I don't have anything going on or interesting. Uh, I think you might. No, I don't. No. I, I just... Existing, and then... Existing some more, falling asleep. Do you have any weird dreams? I had a dream that I was in prison. Recently or, or in general? Um, do you mean if was the dream recent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like last week. Well, um, was, tell me about it. I don't remember it except that 
uh, I was in, I was just like, oh, oh, I do remember. I had assaulted someone and somehow gotten like life without parole, which is pretty interesting. And it wasn't even clear if it, if like I had meant to hurt them or if I was just stupid and did something dumb. Um, and apparently I didn't even know because I didn't really remember. Dream logic is fun like that. Like you just exist in a circumstance and you know it to be so, but no, no details. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I did know that like, that was a really harsh punishment and people were like, that's ridiculous. And I think we were, I don't know, doing stuff about it. But like, I was really upset because I was going to be in jail for the rest of my life. And also then people started getting COVID-19 and that's about all I remember. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, so what was the prison like? Uh, I don't know. Um, I assume it was fine. I don't know. I all I just remember being like really, really sad. You know, prison. Hmm. But in the movies, they're always singing songs about like you know cleaning the floors and going to the yard and just me. Okay. What uh, what movie would that be? I I there has to be oh well Jailhouse Rock for for oh, one. Okay. They're there all singing go. and there's Elvis yeah, Presley. That's pretty cool. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um so so that's actually something worth with talking about cuz uh I have been having lots of weird dreams and some really bad nightmares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's because of the kind of baseline of stress and anxiety that this whole situation, I, you know, in in case you don't know the COVID-19 thing, uh, in case, uh, in case you were wondering, uh, in case you're in Sweden and you just don't, you're like, it's nothing. Um, (laughs) um, but no, uh, I've been having some, some really bad nightmares. In fact, the first, uh, maybe six or seven days, of social distancing, I, I, it got to a point where I just, I felt like I wasn't sleeping at all. And I like, I would get really relaxed before bed and then go Mm -hmm. to sleep and then wake up so much more stressed than I was before I went to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I know what that's like. Um, to the point where I was like dreading going to sleep. Oh, luckily that ended and now it's just occasional, Mm -hmm. which is good, right? Yeah. That's, that sounds about right. You know, is it good? Yeah, yeah. Nightmares are important, I guess. Well, tell me about some other nightmares you've had. I don't know. Just in general? Yeah, just in general. We don't have to we don't have to talk about COVID-19 every episode. Um I mean, I, ha- <laughs> I haven't really had anything recently, and most of my nightmares are like I can't tell people about them cuz they're too upsetting. Oh, so tell me one of those, please. No. No. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you one that is too upsetting. Um, Why not? Because it would be upsetting. Um, this we is were... a safe place. You're only talking to me and whoever downloads this. Uh, um, <laughs> we did talk about um, the fact that I have nightmares that like, or I used to have nightmares that like I would, you know, find my cat and it wouldn't be my cat. And then I'd find my cat and I'd have two cats that are the same. <laughs> Yes. Because that's, like, really disturbing to me. Like, I need to know which is my cat. And seeing, like, that meme, I just, like, <laughs> what, what is that person going to do? Like, which is your cat? You just have two cats No, now. no. You have one cat that's your cat, and then you have a new cat. Which is the new cat? You need to know. 
You have two cats now. No, it's not how that works. I don't think. You do what the cat says. That's mm-hmm. the rules. And I don't like how those cats in that meme were both like also kind of fat. So yeah. like that that was actually the most disturbing part of it to me because they, he probably stole someone's cat. What um, I think is that there was never just one cat. There was always two? There was always two. It's just that he finally caught them together. So they've just been coming in and out of his house? Like, yeah, why just, not? They're cats. They've just been like switching in and out? Yeah, Freaky Friday. Except oh that's God. not what Freaky Friday yeah, is. Yeah, no, that's not. But, but Sorry. you know, but the same, but, you know, like twins in, in a sitcom deal. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's what I think's going on. That would be, I'd be okay with that, but also scared. But um, then you have two cats and you always had two cats. You just yeah, didn't know. You've, but you have two possibly very intelligent cats because they were never in the house at the same time because they knew. They're not so smart to not get caught. Well, maybe they were tired of the, the charade, you know, and maybe they were the just charade. Like, yeah, they were just like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to go outside and be outside all day again. So you can go inside and get the food. Let's just let's just live together in the house. He, he still won't understand. And he doesn't. He thinks. <laughs> so is it does it bother you that you actually have two cats right now? No, I don't have two cats right now. No. So so Giggs never disappears completely out of your sight and then comes back? I mean, she does, but she's not like a lot of other cats where like I can't find her. Usually I can find her pretty easily. She's Usually, not. but not always. I mean, I mean, there was at least one time where I thought that she was just gone. So I do. I remember that. Well, I mean, so, there were times where she was just gone. So... <laughs> So, and those would have been times when she swapped out with her doppelganger. Mm, but, but I hope not. Cause then there's two cats with really hurt faces oh. that are hurt exactly the same. And that sounds, that's bad. It's true. That's what, that's what their bond is though. They bonded over that. That they look exactly the same and, and were hurt <laughs> by the same kind of incidents. Exactly. That would be hard. I mean, see, that's then that gets kind of scary again because, like, that there's no way that that's that's reality, you know, like that there's a problem there. Well, so what's scare? Okay, so what scares you about the idea of having of, of another cat coming? It, what is it that is truly scary to you? Is it like, is it that? reality's bending or like, what is it exactly? I don't want two cats. Um, you just don't want to have two cats. I, I know there's like this thing where like, you need to know what the real one is. And I don't know how I'd know what the real one was. And that's disturbing. If that you wouldn't be sense. able to tell just from like the way you pet them and stuff and the way their fur feels on your hand. I don't know. I mean, I, I can only imagine my dogs. I feel like I could tell Henwolf apart from a dog that looked just like Henwolf. But maybe, but maybe, but what if like it's exactly like Henwolf in almost every way and you just can't tell? Even personality wise? Yeah. Well, I mean, then that's creepy because it must be some kind of supernatural thing or like a fucking glitch in the Matrix mm-hmm. or, or, um, uh, you know, you know, a, a parallel universe mm-hmm. so well, well the yeah. the thing to me is that i do think i could tell my cat or any cat that i've had apart from another cat but the idea that in these dreams i can't they're just like basically the same 
that's the scary part, you know? Because, like, if, if there's another cat in the house that, like, looks like, not gigs, because that's not reasonable, but, like, my last cat, like, Pumpkin, I know which Pumpkin was. I know what Pumpkin looks like. I know how Pumpkin acts. But if I couldn't tell them apart, that would be disturbing. Mm. Is that why you got gigs? Because you wanted a cat that you knew you'd never find a cat that looked just like gigs? I don't know. I mean... Is that what's going on here? I it, feel like that's what's going on here. It could be. It could be. That that would make sense. Okay, because you know? yeah, it seems it seems awfully co- convenient that and, you'd have a cat with a facial injury that makes her look totally different from every other cat. Well, yeah. But I do like that she looks different, sort of. Not oh, me really. too. No, she's a good girl. She's a good kitty. Mm. What? She, don't, what? You, you know she's a good cat. No, I just don't like say, the way that I said that. I don't, I'm not happy. Oh, we'll say it, it again. Uh, I, uh, no, I don't, I don't like the sentiment, actually. You don't like the sentiment that you, you like that she looks different? Yeah, I don't like that. That's not a good sentiment. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I think I, sorry, go ahead. Like, like, I, I find like cats that, you know, have, you know, issues. I find them really interesting. And like, I wanted to help her because I knew less people would, would, would want a cat that was different like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't like that she's like that. You know, I get that. But I mean, you, you have to make the, you're making that statement in reality, which is that there is no version of life where it didn't happen. So I think it's okay to like her for her differences because I, it's not like they you they couldn't they didn't happen they have to have happened I guess you know what I mean yeah I guess well like I I mean one of the big things I love about my dogs is you know I mean Henwolf was uh, older and morbidly obese mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't want her because it was like ah it's an older dog I want a puppy and ah she's so fat and I took her home and I was like I love you and I love that you you know, that you are, you need work because you deserve the help to be a better dog. Yeah. You know, and to have a better life. Um, and you know, now she's obnoxiously energetic mm-hmm. and acts like a puppy, except that she weighs, you know, almost 70 pounds and she can knock me over yeah. literally anytime she wants. And she knows it. It's not that she loses control and accidentally knocks me over. She knows what she's doing, but I'm, I'm in a room where the door is closed. So she can't hear me. So it's okay. I can say that <laughs> stuff. But no, I think that it's okay to like gigs, to like about her that she is different. I, I, I think know. that's okay. I, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, I get what you mean because, you know, part of you is like you'd rather, because I know you'd rather gigs not have that injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in general, not to adopt her, but in, just in the world. Yeah. You would rather that it never happened, that gigs had never went through that. But life is always, it's it's an arrow. Time's arrow moving forward, hmm. never going backward. We don't I'm know quoting, that. We don't I'm, know how time works. I'm quoting Bojack Horseman. Oh, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, but time is is you know generally it, no time moves forward, and that's it. That's all we got. Okay, so no matter what you say right now, no matter what sentiment you leave out, Giggs is always going to be the way she is now you know, into the future, mm-hmm. you can't undo it. And I think loving her for it is okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, it's okay. I think, I, you don't have to agree with me. I just wanted to make my point. Well, thanks. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd feel differently if she was just kind of deformed from birth. Cause then I could mm-hmm. just be like, but I like her so much and I think she's cool and interesting, but I just feel like because of what happened, mm-hmm. it's, 
different, you know? Hmm. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, she was lucky to find someone like you, though, who was willing to take in an odd cat. I guess. No, she is. I mean, how long had she been at the, the rescue? I don't know. I mean, it had been a while. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I yeah. could understand somebody at first being un- uncertain. Mm-hmm. She was uh, the, the, her foster mom had, had asked if the organization wanted to put, you know, gigs in, um, like one of their like on-site adoption places. Like I think they had one at like a pet smart or so- something like that. Mm-hmm. And the person running the organization was like, I don't think so, you know, cause, cause she's too scary. It's, it's hard because it, they have to, it has to be a business, even if it's not for profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the best thing that they can do for cats that are super adoptable is get them adopted. Yeah. Um, I learned that very quickly adopting older dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when I adopted Chicano, uh, he was about seven years old. And one of the reasons they took him was he was older, which means he's less likely to get adopted quickly. Yeah. But he, he was extremely healthy. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, cost benefit. He's a healthy dog. It won't be that hard to keep him. But he'll probably sit a while. He didn't because I adopted him immediately. Mm-hmm. But in fact, I was waiting for them to be like, I, I had already put in my application when he wasn't even really available yet. Yeah. Um. So, but they were very surprised. I mean, they were surprised that somebody was messaging in and saying like, I want this seven-year-old dog and I want him now. Actually, I was like, and can I get him in three weeks? And they're like, actually, no. You yeah. can get him now or not. And I was like, shit. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. It makes sense though that they're they're going they need to take unfortunately they need to take dogs that will get adopted because those dogs will bring in money and open up space quickly. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it stinks, but that's just kind of the way it is. But luckily then there are weirdos like you and me who kind of want the dogs and and cats and find it endearing that they're not as adoptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel really good about adopting my dogs older because I know that they good. needed that chance. Yeah, yeah. And I mean I think that's that's really good of you. Like I, I'm like, I would much rather adopt an animal that's like got a physical deformation than an older animal just because of my recent past with death. Sure. So mm-hmm. like, I, I, I definitely appreciate that you were okay with adopting older dogs because they need someone and they can't, I mean, if like I'm not getting dogs at all, but they can't have me because I just can't, I can't deal with it that soon again. So no, and I understand that. I mean, I'd be lying if I said, I don't think about the fact that they're not going to be around for that long. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a really hard thing for me. I think about it more than I should, but I, I try my best, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I made a conscious decision when I got Henwolf that I was going to shirk that fear because she's alive and really deserves a, a happy life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's like, it's hard for me to talk about it a little bit because I'll get emotional pretty quick. Because, um, I mean, when I got her, she was adver- advertised. I mean, she was told to me by her incredibly sweet uh, foster mom. Uh, she was described to me as like, you know, this dog's like a couch potatoes dream. Cause all she wants to do is like take naps and have some food. And mm-hmm. she's not, I mean, after a year with me, she's not like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. She's energetic. She's super, she's so skinny. I actually had to up her food. Oh wow. Cause well, cause you got to balance it. You got to figure mm-hmm. out like, um, 
and and this and a underweight dog is a healthy dog. Mm-hmm. Um, according to my veterinarian, um, a dog that's underweight will have more longevity, slightly underweight. Mm-hmm. So, so I keep them both slim and trim. Yeah. Um, but like she's slim and energetic and has an immense personality. That was always the case. She always had an immense personality. I was warned before I adopted her that uh, the, the words were used were, um, she's half person. Hmm. Cause like, you know, you'll, you, she'll look at you and you kind of can tell what she's trying to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, and, and the fact that she could open baby gates and trash cans. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little, yeah. a little terrifying. Um, she's, you know, an interesting dog with, but with her, it was like that with Chicano. I mean, he was a cowardly dog, mm-hmm. very fearful, clearly had been abused. Henwolf showed no signs of abuse, only neglect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Chicano showed signs that he had at least been corrected with hitting. But even so, you know, I've had him, I've had Henwell for two years. I've had Chicano for just over a year. I mean, he's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. He, he's got, he's become more excitable and happy. Uh, and, and he's like so cuddly. All he wants to do is like snuggle you all day long. That's Except nice. when he wants to go for walks and stuff. Because that's the other thing. They're obsessed with exercise. They're obsessed with going for walks. And these are all things that people have I've heard people say, people who are not being jerks, but they're, you know, that people have said like thing reasons they don't want an older dog. Hmm. You know, they want them to be active. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, these dogs are friggin' active, man. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I I don't know. I I mean it endeared me to them a little bit. There's a part of me that the fact that they need me affects like affects me i don't know how sure. else to describe it no i understand that yeah um because like henwolf is i mean i could take henwolf anywhere and henwolf will just start making friends dog mm-hmm. or human doesn't matter um chicano i have this sense of this protective sense over him oh because i know that he can be scared even when he's happy um that's one thing about him that uh, a lot of people don't realize, and I always try to explain this to people because when they meet him, they'll go to pet him and he'll kind of cower, but his tail will be wagging. Yeah. It's like he can't help his habits for his wants. Yeah. Like he wants you to pet him. He likes people, but he's scared and he can't control that. Yeah. You yeah. know, so whenever he cowers, I always put my hands on him and I'm like, you can pet him. It's fine. Cause he doesn't growl or, you know, show aggression. He just cowers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just pet him. He'll get over it. He yeah. can't help it. I don't think he is afraid. I think he has to be afraid. Like, you just yeah. can't help it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how my mom has a cat that we suspect was abused. Um, because, like, if you put your hand out towards him, he cowers. Um, mm-hmm. And he, like, loves people. But he's so scared of anybody trying to reach down and pet him. And you have yeah. to just, like, angle yourself in the right way. And then he's like super excited to have people around, but yeah, Aww. it's hard, you know, and, and when you adopt an animal, you, you generally most of the time can't know their past at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, all I know about Henwolf and Chicano's past, Henwolf was dumped at a kill shelter in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Don't know who dumped her, why they had her. Nothing. We don't know anything. Wow. Um, we don't even really know how old she was. Yeah. Yeah. They thought she was six, but now the vet's like, she might be younger than we thought because she's got really healthy eyes mm-hmm. and uh, and energy out the butt. Um, but obese dogs tend to be assumed to be old. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, but she's so food motivated. I could see how she got so big. Cause if I just filled the bowl over and over again, she would just eat till she threw up. I mean, wow. she is so into food. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicano, he'd probably leave a bowl once he's full. <laughs> um, but with Chicano, all I knew was I knew a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that he was surrendered by a family mm-hmm. and it was the day after Thanksgiving and the reasoning they gave on the form was that he was too old. Right. Yeah. I still don't get that because he's such a friendly and, and happy dog and he likes to run and play. Yeah. Um, in fact, one of the bummers with, unfortunately, about my two dogs is Henwolf doesn't like to play. Aww. She doesn't. It's just not how she is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he'll run with her in the backyard and stuff, but they can't play because she doesn't play that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he plays with other dogs, and and I, I think that I finally figured out, because he spent some more time around cats, I think he wants to play with cats. Aww. I think he knows that they will, like, that if they're not afraid of him, that they'll run and jump and do cat stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he was around cats. Because um, he's not afraid of them, and he's not aggressive toward them. Good. But he's, like, excited when he sees them. Like, he'll literally sit there staring at them with his tail wagging. Aww. It's very cute. But um, but that's all we know is he was, he was surrendered in Atlanta, Georgia by a family the day after Thanksgiving. Everybody's theory is that the family was going to get a Christmas puppy or just did. And mm-hmm. they decided to dump their old dog, which is just, ugh. I mean, I'm not, yeah. sure. everybody knows I'm mad <laughs> that that <laughs> happened. Um, But I don't even, I just don't get it as a dog owner, but I mean, they must not have been very good dog owners because it, you, it couldn't have been his experience, his short months of sheltering that made him fearful it had to have been them yeah i'm I'm, and I'm sure they didn't hit him at the shelter so no 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 there's no way um and you know he he is a good dog like he's obedient he's super smart he's stubborn funny enough one of my favorite things about him is when he kind of like doesn't do what i want him to do yeah like i gotta convince him because he's showing personality mm-hmm. you sure. know and he's showing courage because when he first came here he was so scared he didn't bark and uh, I guess that's because he was afraid that if he barked, he might get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, I know you know the story, but I'm telling it again. The moment that I really realized how smart he was, I mean, because Henwolf is like crazy smart. And I thought at first that he was just because he didn't act the way she did. I thought at first that he wasn't quite as intelligent. Um, but then I realized he's very, very smart. I mean, he did learn his name super fast. That alone is, you know, whatever. But yeah. Um, after I'd had him for about two months. Okay. So to set it up first, um, okay. So after I'd had him for two months, I had to, I had to separate him and Henwolf because my mother could only watch Henwolf. So Chicano went and stayed with some friends. Um, and he adapted to being there very well. He liked their kids. He played with their cats. You know, they had a dog that was very friendly to him. Um, and <clears throat> before I got him, the way they, at the shelter I got or the rescue I got him from the way they work it is when they get the dog, the dog stays for about a month or two with the trainer first. Mm-hmm. They're they're the trainer that kind of works with all their, all their dogs. And that trainer evaluates his temperament, teaches him basic obedience. If he doesn't know it, you know, stuff like that. And kind of, that's how they're able to then say like, this dog is good with cats. This dog mm-hmm. is good with children. You know, it's, sure. it's how they evaluate them. Um, so, they evaluate them. Then the dog goes to another foster for two or three weeks and then another foster for two or three weeks and then another foster for two or three weeks. 
And the reason that they move him around so much is to make him used to being transitioned. Right. So that by the time they get to a a permanent home, they think it's just normal. Like, oh, and now I'm going to go meet new people. Okay. Yeah. Um, So they don't get highly attached and they kind of get used to this transient life. Yeah. Ah, the story's so hard to tell. So when I got back from my trip, I'd been gone about six or seven days. I came to pick him up. And just to tell you what kind of a goofball and sweet dog Chicano is, um, when I came in, uh, he didn't even come to the door because he was upstairs in the kids' room, like sitting with the kids. Aww. So my buddy uh, Wes goes and gets the dog, and literally, I watched Chicano walk down the stairs, stop halfway down, look at me, and then run down the stairs and come up to me with like his tail wagging. Aww. I don't. I think that he was smart enough that he thought he was never going to see me again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think he thought he was he was just going to go from house to house to house because he gotten used to it. Yeah. And not only was he excited to see me, but he was like stand by me and getting all excited, and then he'd run to the door and then run back to me like, "Why aren't we leaving?" And when I put him on his leash, he ran all the way to my car. I opened the back door and he just leaped into the backseat of my car and just laid down. That's really sweet. And from that day on, our relationship was different. It was better. He was even more like happy and even his body language became even more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And the next time I went away, he did the same thing, like super pumped to see me. And then after that, now he isn't because he just expects it, which is good. Yeah. Because uh, Henwolf, Henwolf will, is excited to see me, but only so excited. <laughs> well, because she knows I'm coming back. Yeah. The first time I went away, she was insane excited when I came back. But now it's like, I. but that's good. I want them to believe that they're going to live here forever. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are. Mm-hmm. Um. But like the funny thing, so the other thing that's really cute is when I brought them back, I saw Henwolf for the first time in seven days. Henwolf sniffed me for a second, wagged her tail, and then chased down Chicano to sniff him and like check him over. And then I let them out in the backyard and they ran laps around the yard together, which is something they don't usually do. That's really cute. Because they were so excited to be back together and back home. Mm -hmm. Um, And Henwolf still does that. If I separate them, she is really excited when he comes back. It's really sweet. Sometimes he just sits there looking at me, like staring at me because he's weird. And Henwolf will walk up behind him while he's staring at me and just start cleaning him. That's and so he'll just, sweet. And he'll just sit the way he was while she cleans him. It's really cute. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Michelle. I don't know if it was exactly you, but somehow you got me talking about my dogs. Which it was filled my, up a lot of the show. My plan, but I I don't know how we did it. So, I, but the real question is: so, what about these dreams that are too upsetting? I don't know. What about them? What do you want to know besides not, nothing that I'm going to tell you? <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I'm just. I mean, I'm not going to needle you if you if you just really, really don't want to talk about it. I, I'm not um, going to give you specifics, but I'll just say like I just have dreams where like people that I love are really mean to me. Oh God! Yeah, I have yeah, those. I'll, like, and sometimes it'll just be like a lot of them, mm-hmm. and I just I, it it takes like a really long time after I wake up, like several days, for me to like stop being upset about them. Yeah, um, which is really bad because I know it's just me being mean to me, but it, I'm really mean to me. So, like, 
Yeah, but like that's that's basically it. I mean, I've had dreams of people I love died, but I think the worst mm. is when people are like super mean to me in my dreams. Yeah. I have dreams like that. I do too. Have you ever had a dream I was super mean to you? Mm, I don't think so. No. Oh, I'm not that special to you. Or maybe I don't think you'll be mean to me. <laughs> okay. Because well, I, I, I know you didn't want to give up details. That was the only detail I wanted to ask was if I yeah. was. Because I, well, I just had that dream. I told you about it. I just had that dream where I was in a house I didn't recognize with people I hadn't seen in mm-hmm. a really, some people I hadn't seen in a really long time. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out anything. And I started asking people what the, what year it was and mm-hmm. nobody would answer me. And a similar feeling though, like everybody was being really mean to me and I couldn't figure out why. And I was scared. And I even called you in the dream and you did answer, but you gave me an answer that didn't make any sense. I, it really is 2005. Don't fuck with me like that. I don't want to be it's in that dream again. It's 2005. Stop it. It's oh my God. <laughs> Nobody even knows what we're talking about. You're upsetting me a lot. That was such I'm a sorry. bad dream. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know how scary it is? The idea that like, no, that dream's still going on. No, sorry, homie. Like, it's probably not still going on. I mean, it could be. Probably not still going on, but it could be. What kind of comfort is that? I don't know what's happening in the world. I might not be real. <laughs> you just, no, you would know if you weren't real. I don't know. I mean, like, what do you do when I'm not around? Wait for you to call me. Fuck. You're not real. God damn it. No Sorry. wonder people, no wonder people always say like, I like your show, but who, who are you talking to? <laughs> oh shit. Now, you know, <laughs> uh, I remember, remember when I had that theory that you didn't have a cat. Is that, that your theory? Your Cause that was my theory. No, my theory was that your cat was Tyler Durden. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember because was- I said that to you and then you were like, oh God, that, that means I, did I eat the house centipede then? Like- <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, so uh, before we, we wrap up, um, mm-hmm. so if we're going to talk about dreams, I guess the only other thing worth talking about is that I have sleep paralysis. That's worth talking about. Because you do not, right? Um, not as of yet, but I'm always scared when people talk about it, then I'll start having it. Oh, good. Okay. So this will be fun. Yeah. Um, we don't have to talk about no, sleep no, paralysis. It's okay. But like, to. it's been kind of proven that if you tell people about sleep paralysis, they're more likely to have it. Apparently. I thought that the thing was, it's been proven that if you talk about it, you, the, the people who suffer from it, who hear about it are more likely to, to experience it. That's what I heard. You, you might be right. I don't, I don't know. Cause, uh, I was told there was a documentary on sleep paralysis on Hulu. And I was told like, if you suffer from it, watching it might give you it. Oh, geez. Um, I didn't have it after. I mean, good. as I've gotten older, it's happened less and less, mm-hmm. but, but that's good and bad because when it happens, it's, it's like way more upsetting now. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. So. I'm going to put the reins on you. Ask me questions about sleep par- about my sleep paralysis. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> so what is like the most common thing you see when you ha- experience sleep paralysis? So that's the scariest part. Um, because generally remember how we were talking about dreams, how like there's a thing that doesn't make logical sense, but you believe it. Most of the time when I have sleep paralysis, I believe that someone or something is there and I do not know what they are or where they are and I don't see anything. I do sometimes see things though. But yeah, usually I'm laying there looking straight up around my room 
and I, there, uh, there's no one there, and I know that there is someone there. Huh. That's that's really interesting. Sometimes I feel like that, but not in a paralysis. Fuck. Um, but not in a paralyzed, paralyzed state. Um, like I will wake up from like a like a dead sleep and be convinced someone is in my house. Um, for like ten minutes. Uh, and then have to be like, okay, but like, why would they be in your house right now? Um, but that sounds scary. Is what I'm trying to say. It, it is. It is, and it's one of the reasons I don't believe in like alien abduction. Mm-hmm. Sure, because I, I, what has happened? Like when I have those fits where there's no one there. Like I mean, like I mean, there's always no one there. But I mean, like I didn't see anyone. Mm-hmm. Is as I slowly wake up, I usually start calling out. Yeah. Like, like, is anybody here? Like, what do you want? Hello? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then once I wake up enough to move around, I have to feel around and put on my glasses and like, eventually it will like hit me like, oh, you had sleep paralysis. Yeah. But it takes a while. That makes sense though. And usually I'm pretty confused. You know, what's helped a lot with recovering from that is the dogs. Good. Cause the dogs would bark. Or react in some way. Right. So, yeah. Like the last big bout of sleep paralysis I had when I finally got my glasses on and was looking around and my heart was kind of pounding. I just looked at the dogs and they were just sleeping peacefully. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, there's nothing happened. These dogs yeah. would at least be awake. Yeah. You know, they, you know, and Henwolf friggin' howls at everything. So, um, so yeah, it's usually that there's no one there. Um, but I have, I've had old hag dreams. Mm hmm. Um, uh, for people who don't know, sleep paralysis also has been called old hag syndrome because people would often dream of, I don't know how else to describe it, like an old hag, like a, like a stereotypical witch or something, a scary woman that you can't quite see, uh, sometimes sitting on your chest. I've mm-hmm. never had that. I've never had something like on top of me. Um, but I did once dream that a woman was curled up in a ball laying next to like my head. On That's, the, on the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was scary. Yeah. Um, and I can't move. I can just see her lay or sitting there, not responding, not moving. And then once I woke up, I actually felt around to make sure no one was there. Cause I didn't trust my eyes anymore. Sure. Um, I've had that happen. And the worst experience ever I've told, I've told this a few times cause this was the worst one ever was when I first moved to New Jersey. Um, I had, uh, my bedroom was white, like was painted bright white and I had a big oak door Mm -hmm. and I went to sleep and I woke up and I'm blind. I'm like so blind without my glasses. And I thought that there was like a seven foot figure standing, uh, staring at me. And when I finally came to, it was the blurry vision of my dark oak door. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) Really, sleep paralysis is like really scary. And the worst sleep paralysis I've ever had is when I'm in unfamiliar places. Um, I've had sleep paralysis while like crashing on a friend's couch once. Wow, yeah, that's rough. That was really scary. Apparently, the reason that that might be more common is if you're sleeping in a place you're not super comfortable with, you might sleep like like on your back. Because mm-hmm. sleep paralysis pretty much only strikes on your back when right. you're laying on your back. And I don't generally sleep on my back. 
Um, but if I'm like laying on a couch I'm not used to or something, I would probably end up falling asleep on my back. Sure. Yeah. So, um, duh. Thanks for bringing it up, Michelle. That's oh, what I yeah. get for giving you the reins. That's, yeah, see, you shouldn't do this again. This is what happens. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.